Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran. First of all, I have the pleasure of being joined on the line by the Minister for Agriculture and Fisheries, Charlie McConnell. Good morning, Minister. Good morning, Jim. How are you doing? I'm not too bad at all. Listen, thank you very much for taking time out to talk to us this morning. I know you're very busy today. You're on a, shall we say, a fact-finding mission, mission with uh, our farmers here in the southeast, particularly to do with CAP. Isn't that correct? Y- yes, it is, Jim. And uh, obviously, it's an important time for agriculture at the moment because we, over the next few weeks and uh, by the end of this year, we're finalising our CAP programme which will uh, cover um, agriculture up to the end of 2027 and basically will finalise the various schemes that will be available for farmers to participate in and also will finalise the structure of that cap in terms of basic payments as such. So it's really important that uh, we get it right and, we, and in terms of how we actually put together that cap programme, that the views and uh, ideas and input of farmers uh, who are most impacted by it and indeed who depend on it most for, for, for income um, that they're central to that and that's why the, uh, at the moment I'm visiting every county in the country uh, to actually engage with farmers in each county and hear their views and have a, a thorough discussion with regard to where the, the draft proposals are in the table uh, and in terms of finalising over the next few weeks. So okay. as part of that I'm attending New Ross, uh, visiting New Ross Mart this evening at 7 o'clock and all farmers are invited uh, and obviously just given COVID restrictions we are asking any farmers that are planning to attend to contact the local farm organisation to indicate in advance or indeed to contact the marches to indicate in advance as well so that we can ensure that we keep numbers within 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 the COVID uh, regulations. Well, if I could just for a moment, can we can we focus in on some good news and we, we hope it is good news for the South East, the National Development Plan. The Taoiseach has confirmed the formation of the University of the South East is on track for January of next year. Now, that's despite fears that as we speak this morning we still haven't identified a site for that university but that is good news and, and and you're telling us this morning you're reaffirming this morning that that is very much on track for next year yeah it's, uh, as the Taoiseach has outlined is the situation i know obviously the development of the of the university of the southeast or has been really um important uh, initiative and has been something that's been worked on for many years and um that there's been a lot of progress made in relation to it in recent times and um uh, certainly is something, uh, as the issue was outlined, that will, will, will continue to be a priority and uh, very much in terms of the National Development Plan now and as we go forward over the next next uh, 10 years, I think there's uh, uh, we've set a very strong platform for bringing the country forward and bringing the economy forward and, and supporting all members of society um, over that. And uh, obviously key to the National Development Plan will be the delivery aspect of it. It's important we have an overall plan that outlines the priorities and sets out the funding framework and indeed the, we're seeing a very significant increase in terms of the capital investment now between now and 2030, overall 165 billion euro. But critical to that will be the government now following through and ensuring that we continue to work hard to deliver on those projects, whether it be in relation to housing, in relation to water, in relation to environment, in relation to um, uh, transport, in relation to agriculture uh, and the marine, okay. for example. And broadband, and I think there's uh, there's a very 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 strong platform there now for the government to build and continue its work. Well, we also carried here in South East Radio News this morning uh, the Trinity Wharf development in Wexford Town. Uh, that is very much on track. So is the N11 motorway from Oilgate to Rosslare. My question to you this morning is: many of us will be asking you the same question. Holliers and holiday makers, we all want to know when we'll be travelling on the Oilgate bypass to what's going to be the busiest port in this country, Rosslare Europort. 
Yeah, well, listen, I don't have the, the specific detail on that, Jim, but certainly uh, I know that uh, your Oireachtas members will be able to update, keep 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 uh, Wexford constituents updated in relation to it. Um, I was worked very closely with uh, uh, Minister of State James Brown and Senator Malcolm Byrne and indeed uh, uh, Deputy Paul, uh, Paul Keo as well. Um, and uh, um, from a, a government point of view, they've been very much feeding into the National Development Plan in terms of the key Wexford projects, and uh, I've no doubt they will be doing uh, local updates in relation to the, its impact and the key priorities from a Wexford point of view that are going to be supported through that. Okay, now very briefly before we go to CAP, another very important uh, aspect here in Wexford for many people along our coasts, our, our fishing industry. Um, where are we at this morning in terms of, first of all, the, 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 new, um, the new fishing quotas? Um, we, we have many, many fishermen along our coast extremely worried this morning, Minister. Uh, not just about the, about the quotas, but, you know, we, we, were, we were only brought to light, this news only came to light earlier this year about having to, to um, offload the catch, we'll say, on the pier side for inspection and the time that that takes and the deterioration of the quality of the fish in the process. A lot of red tape, uh, a lot of pe- people would, would see it as unnecessary red tape and the quotas. Where are we at? Yeah, well, I, I, listen, the, the, first of all, I, I've been working very, very closely with the fishing sector. It has been a challenging year um, coming out of Brexit and the undoubted impact in relation to, to quotas as a result of, of that. Um, but I've been working very hard to fully support the fishing sector at home and also to fight on their behalf at European level to have the impact of Brexit addressed, particularly in terms of quota impact um, as part of the Common Fisheries Policy Review. There's no doubt, Jim, that it is a very regulated sector. Um, that has always been the case. That can be, that's, uh, it can be very frustrating um, for, for fishers uh, on a day-to-day basis. Um, there, there isn't any getting away from it being regulated, unfortunately, though, because um, the, uh, each of the species that are, um, that are fished are fished, fished on the basis of quotas. And overall, um, obviously, each, we, we will fight hard to try and increase our quota share. This coming that we're taking from from waters and indeed from from wider European waters as well. Other member states obviously will will be doing the same. But overall, fish has to be have to be fished to the sustainable level so the stocks are are maintained and are yeah, there we, for we, future we know generations. All of that. Yeah, we we know that, Minister. But I I don't think I'm overstating the fact this morning when I say the fishermen that we speak to here feel let down by both the Irish government and the EU in terms of the viability of their business going forward. Well, to, to be very clear now, Jim, I'm working hand-in-hand hand with the sector to support them in every way I possibly can. Um, and uh, I have set up a, a task force with fisher representatives uh, absolutely at the centre of it to inform in terms of how we can invest in the sector in the time ahead and to how we can work to mitigate the and, and address the impacts from Brexit. Um, the, there was an initial uh, uh, interim report from that task force which is reported to me, which I, I have acted on, and I'm expecting now in the coming days to receive the full um, task force report as well, which I will then be acting on in relation to providing support for the sector. The, the other issue you mentioned in relation to the, uh, the the weighing at fish and the pier, that's something that is that is being moved forward as quickly as possible to have it addressed. Our, our control plan um, uh, from the EU was revoked by the EU Commission there um, earlier on in the year because of compliance issues they had in relation to how it's... Uh, how it was um, ensuring that that there was full compliance with with uh, with, with weighing with weighing a fish in, in in the pelagic sector in particular that has 
impacted in all sectors of, of fishing, unfortunately. But I am working uh, in every way I can, and indeed the, the authority who is responsible for submitting a new control plan to the Commission, the SFPA, have, have recently okay. done that. And it's important we do get that back in place. But while it's, just to be clear, Jim, while it's, it is undoubtedly challenging, uh, my sole objective and working in every way I can is to work to support the sector and to ensure that the, the, the incomes of fishers are, are supported. Um, and this undoubtedly has been a really challenging year, particularly because of that uh, impact of Brexit, which saw an impact in terms of 15% of our national quota on average um, uh, impacted okay. as a result of the Brexit deal. I, I will leave you with this. You know, fishermen have spent millions of euro on their equipment and so on, and all they want at the end of the day is some sort of security in terms of the viability of their business to support themselves and their families. But we leave it there for the moment. We're going now to CAP, and many farmers have many questions. You're going to be faced with a lot of questions this evening when you meet the farmers. Um, compensation for loss of EU money under CAP. I'm, I believe that the, the farmers here in the southeast are going to be worst hit as a result of this re-levelling, if you like, of, of the CAP playing field. Is that a fair comment? There is there is impacts on an, an individual farms, and that is more pronounced in, in particular parts of the country, country, particularly Wexford, as a result of the convergence process, for example, that's underway and that's required for us to do um, as part of the overall European CAP program. Um, in the outgoing CAP, every every payment per hectare in the country uh, had to. Um, the lower pay, the, basically it's, it's based on what's known as an entitlement value per hectare um, and there's various uh, different farms can have different payments per hectare based on their production levels in the early 2000s and uh, in the outgoing cap the the, low, the farmers with the lowest payment per hectare had to be brought up to uh, converge towards 60% of the national average uh, in this new cap now there was a requirement on us to ensure that those lower value payments converge up to 85% of the national average. And uh, in order to to, uh, to uh, do that, higher value entitlements converge towards the average as well. And that, therefore, has real implications for farmers who have higher value entitlements. Okay. And there's no doubt that in relation to, to Wexford that that is the case. It is a requirement, Jim, in relation to the, the plan at European or the, Europe, the European CAP plan um, and, and the across Europe, 19 of the 27 member states have fully converged their payments already. Um, but that's a process which is, is an obligation to all member states. And I very much recognise the, the impact that has, and that's why I'm engaging very closely with farmers uh, in terms of the discussion around this issue. And also then it's also why I'm seeking to ensure that in terms of the national co-funding element that we secure as strong a possible national commitment for the next number of years to deliver uh, a stronger cap financially okay. so that we can support farm families and, and their income. I have a very quick few uh, points to put to you. Uh, will payments, for instance, be made on lands that are not in agricultural production? Uh, no, no, they won't. That's a definite um, answer. And it's it's uh, and a, a key a key thing here, Jim, is ensuring that in terms of how we structure the cap, that we get the payments to the farmers that are active and that are doing the work, and uh, and we determine that that'll be the case. And in terms of finalising the detail, and in terms of we'll be listening to farmers in this regard over the next number of weeks. In terms of finalising the detail, I'm determined to ensure that the money is going to farmers. And if they're not farming, then, then the, and if they're not active, if the, farm, the land isn't being farmed, then there isn't payments for it. Is there a need to cut down on our beef and dairy herd uh, in order to meet climate um, targets and our greenhouse gas emissions? And what's the plan? 
No, but we, we do have to have a stable herd and then we and we do have to take very uh, strong uh, measures then alongside that in order to actually reduce the overall footprint of the food that we're producing. It's really important we continue to produce that food. We do it really well. We're one of the most, if not the most sustainable producer of food in the world and um, which has been being in a grass-based grazing system. Um, but we do, like every sector of society, we have to reduce the footprint of our activity but and what not, we do. But we're not reducing the numbers. Is that what you're saying but to us I, I'm determined to ensure that we continue to do what we do, that, but we, ha- we do have to keep a okay. stable herd. Very uh, and take, answer, very significant, take very significant action then alongside that to actually significantly reduce our environmental footprint and the emissions footprint of, that, of producing that food. And that, incidentally, that's really important, obviously, from an environmental point of view in terms of actually playing a role in terms of addressing that climate change challenge that's there and avoiding the earth from heating up, which ultimately it will impact farmers more than anyone. So, but it's really important we play a, a role and play our part. But also it's really important as well, there's an economic imperative because consumers that we're selling this food or food to are requiring us to produce it as efficiently and um, okay. uh, as, as sustainably as, it, as possible. So in terms of maximising the value of what we're selling, it's really important that we do that too. We're, we're talking this morning to the Minister, uh, Charlie McCannellog, for Agriculture and Fisheries. Two more very quick points, Minister. Can you um, create a picture for us this morning over the next 10 years? How will farming change? What are we looking at? in terms of the new style of farming in the next 10 years? I think we will be, um, we will first of all continue to be a tremendous producer of food, um, which we do really well, but we will, we will we'll do it even better in the time ahead and we will do it even more sustainably. So what we will be looking to do is in terms of on-farm practice, uh, being more reducing the need for uh, chemical fertilizer, maximizing the um, the impact that we have and the results in the grass that we grow from uh, organic uh, manure, um, and using that really well. Also, looking at ins- ensuring that in terms of the types of grass that we sow, that in terms of uh, uh, multi-species sward, and in terms of clover incorporation, that we're producing a lot more natural nitrogen uh, through our crops uh, in, that, in that manner. We'll also we'll continue to be a tremendous producer, a world-leading producer in relation to milk, in relation to beef, um, and uh, we'll be doing it with, a high, with tremendously high animal welfare standards. Um, but also, in terms of how we produce that, farmers will be playing an, a, a leading role in relation to tackling the, the biodiversity uh, challenges there as well um, and putting schemes in place to provide income streams for farmers okay. to reward them for the work that they'll be doing in that regard. We started out this morning by saying that farmers right across the southeast are worried. What is your final message before you meet them this afternoon? A message of consolation, if you like. My message is that I'm determined to produce a CAP programme which delivers a significantly increased income, particularly from the national point of view, um, to go alongside the funding that is coming from CAP uh, to strongly support farm families. Um, that's coming in the back, of course, of an 11% increase that Minister for Public Expenditure, Michael McGrath, delivered for me to support farm schemes this year and to support farm income. So that will continue through this cap. But there's undoubtedly impacts at farm level in relation to uh, requirements on us from the European cap plan on issues such as convergence, which I'm very conscious of, and I'll be discussing with farmers in great detail. And my key commitment to farmers is that uh, I will work with them in terms of actually finalising this cap and ensure their voice is very much at the centre of it um, in terms of ensuring that it's practical for them to, to, uh, to, to, to deliver, that it's a key part of their family farm income and also obviously that delivers on the, the key objectives of cap, which is producing high quality, safe, healthy food. 
and nutritious food and also uh, playing a leadership role in relation to okay. uh, managing our environment and indeed contributing to lowering uh, emissions uh, playing a role in relation to lowering the emissions of the food we produce too. We have many many questions coming in from listeners this morning Minister and unfortunately we don't have time to get to them. Can I extend an invitation for you to come back on and talk with us again? I would like to, Jim, absolutely, any time at all, and look forward to, to meeting farmers in Maxford at New Ross Mart at 7pm tonight. Thank you so much. Minister Charlie McConnellog there, we take a break. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.